0: Hey guys, welcome to the Good Podcast and I am your host Rob Watson and today's episode is titled Your Health Is Your Wealth. Now, it's self-explanatory as you'd imagine and I have something that I've really delved into and got really excited about the, the past so many years in terms of exploring ways of improving my own health and well being and really from the inside out. And it's been a really amazing journey for me and I'm really um kind of excited now to sort of be in a place now to wanting to share that more, to feel confident and open enough to to pass on the things that I've got with the aim of them potentially, you know, helping others along the way. And and even if even if it doesn't, even if it doesn't help that many people, it's just it's something that I'm passionate about. And it's something I think if we've all got interests in life that we're passionate about, then it's you know it's great to be able to share it and just just to feel like so what you know why can't I share it because you know sometimes in my mind it says well you're not a doctor or you're not a professional in this or you're not but you know I've got a lot of experience we've all we're all our, our own perfect case studies aren't we especially if you've had some health challenges which I'm going to talk about my own health challenges in, in a little bit in a while. We've all, especially if we've endeavoured to sort of try and overcome them and to explore them and to go into some light little meandering paths, then there's you know there's plenty of wisdom and wisdom and knowledge in there. So, and we've all got the right to to share whatever it is, and if someone wants to listen to it or wants to watch what we got to say or wants to read it, then it's amazing. And that's why I love having this podcast and having this platform to to share these things that I'm interested in, and if others enjoy it then and all the better so one thing I've not really spoke about is you know people who know me quite well will know that I'll be really sort of like into my health and well-being and know that I live a pretty clean life and I you know I've, I've made some big changes in my life particularly the past 10 or so years really changed tracks in a lot of ways and I think that's what we we're all capable of doing and we do it every single day yet yeah, we've got the opportunity to make some more significant ones and to go down in a different path That feels more harmonious, feels more expansive, feels more enjoyable for us. And for me, when I feel healthy and when I still feel strong and I feel fit, I'm able to enjoy life so much more. And it's from that place that I feel like I can do things like this. I can do other things that I'm interested in my life. And just makes things more enjoyable. Like if you go traveling or you want to go on anything, you know, it feels better to feel healthy, doesn't it? And it hasn't always been the case for me. And I've had some ch- real challenges with my health. You know, I spoke about it right early on. It's episode thirteen. Everyone's got a story to tell. Where I sure, when I was sixteen, I find a lump in one of my testicles, and I was so racked with fear that I wasn't able to like open up and face it and deal with it. Then because of where it was, I felt pretty embarrassed. I felt ashamed by it. I came really close once to telling my mum, but. I just I just couldn't I just I just felt like I I just I just couldn't something was just holding me back I was just so scared anyway I didn't actually face that until I was 20 years later when I was 36 I finally built up the courage to do something about it you know much earlier on I was like you know I was convinced that I had cancer and I was gonna die. And anytime I'd have any aches or pains, or would like, shit, you know, it's spread. This is gonna to happen to me. This is what the mind can do. It can take us to some pretty dark places. And what I found is actually, if we face the truth, if we be brave and we go to our edges, that's where the freedom is. The freedom is on the other side of that fear of that thing. And now I'm challenging myself more and more the past so many years to, to face up to them fears like for instance I have like had fears of like public speaking or of doing this or plenty of other things and I'm like well the way to overcome it is just is to is to do it and to step into it and it may not be comfortable um but I think that's where we've got to go in life we've got to go to the uncomfortable places so well anyway I faced up to that uncomfortable side of me 20 years later and I really delve into that into in episode 13 so if you want to check that out uh please do and it talks about emotional health mental health well-being and the challenges and issues that I've had in my life and I, it felt great for me to actually share that and be vulnerable about it and I, I had after the back of that I had some really um lovely comments from people that got in touch with me and messaged me to say that it helped them It just listening to it helped them to melt them realize that they're not alone as well and they've had their own challenges in life and the more of us that can speak up and talk about our things then it's kind of as if like we're every time we do that, we're kind of holding our hand out for someone else, for them to sort of like be support as well. And I find as well other people come out to help me as well. So, you know, that, that term ask, asking it is given. And the more that we can share, the more that we can collaborate, the more we can own our own stuff and our own story, the the better our lives can be. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It's not easy. This life, this human experience is not easy. This Earth School is really challenging. I think we're all getting our real masters here on a soul level, coming down here and, and doing this. It's often facing all our challenges and in that case we just need to wherever we are, whatever phase in our lives we're at, is to give ourselves a pat on the back because it's not it's not easy. It's not easy. So anyway, more delving into this. So my own health and well being has been the trigger for me to explore different tools, different techniques really delve into it so I can feel better and stronger in myself because that wasn't the case when I was younger I, I was pretty healthy I felt like I i was a healthy child um you know got a few infections and stuff like the mumps and all them kind of things ear infections and stuff like that you know as, as a kid but not not generally you know I'd feel like I was in i was a good place most of the time obviously I found the lump when I was 16 and me not facing up to that has obviously kind of pushed things down and I think when you don't face stuff emotionally things can like fire out as, as triggers in in other ways and pop up in other symptoms well when i was 19 i was away on a, a, a holiday now it's etched in my memory this because this is the first time i kind of had this health flare up that it's kind of stayed with me and it's still even there now to an extent nowhere near to the level it is because i have a great understanding and a knowledge of it but it happened to me when i was 19 and i was away on a family holiday and I just woke up one morning I had a few drinks the night before you know I had a couple of glasses of red wine and a, and a few beers and uh, me and my cousin were sharing the room together and I just woke up and we had to get up quite early we were going on um some day trip and I remember just feeling really groggy and I was thinking oh this must just be you know the booze but parts of my body were like aching and I remember going into the bathroom and and just like looking at myself in the mirror and it looked like my light had been dimmed um I felt like my, I felt like bloated a bit, my face looked a bit different to me and I looked tired and, and then also I started to feel quite irritable and, and my joints were hurting and I just felt like lousy and I'm like, God, what was in that drink last night? God, that must have really um so in something in it. So I kinda of thought, Well I'm gonna, you know, feel all right in a in a few hours or a day or so but the thing is I didn't you know normally if you'd have a hangover or if you felt a little bit unwell it was something that would pass and you'd kind of like bounce back well for me I didn't really bounce back for you know for the rest of the holiday really I kind of felt in that state for for a good you know good week or two and as the time went it it, the symptoms the flare-up kind of like died down like my my body wasn't hurting as much and I didn't feel as like anxious and irritable and I have this like just tension around my body and and I thought and then it kind of like died down and we got home and I was feeling all right and then a couple of weeks later it happened again at another time and I'm like what is going on, and this time it lasted even longer, it lasted for like two or three weeks, and I felt really rotten, but really rotten in myself, because, you know, if you go from a place of feeling well, and only knowing what it feels like to sort of like have energy, and to feel pretty good in yourself, and to feel pretty energized, which most people can do around that age, particularly for me, you know, I was pretty active, I would play plenty of sports, you know, tennis, football, and um, always be out with my friends, you know, exercising, and just hanging around and doing stuff to suddenly a point where I felt like my energy had just dropped right down and I didn't really know what was going on and and also because I felt like it was affecting my appearance and my you know I was feeling bloated I was feeling like tired and all that it was like knocking my confidence on another level as well so not only was I feeling it but I felt like I was looking like that as well I think probably you know we can all relate to that if someone doesn't feel too well you can see it in them can't you um, generally you can see it and I thought this was the case for me and I kind of remember at the time I went to the doctors but I, I got cut of I didn't really because it was I was so kind of young I couldn't really explain what was going on other than just saying you know a few of these symptoms and and the doctor was like well here's some antibiotics and the doc, to be fair at one point you know they, they did help with the symptoms but what I've come to realize is that if you use antibiotics quite a lot, they can really begin to affect your health. They can damage your gut, your microbiome, and they can get rid of all the good bacteria as well. And that can really cause some like effects. And I think because I felt like I was getting some relief from the symptoms from the antibiotics, I probably have quite a few courses of it. You know, again probably doing a bit more longer damage. But this kind of way of feeling sort of just stayed with me all the way through my twenties. My now, I'll be honest, like around about eighteen, nineteen I kind of began to experiment with drinking drugs, quite a bit, particularly drugs. Go out and spend all weekend out. So there's no um coincidence really that these health um issues and symptoms that I just suddenly started to experience when I was nineteen kind of happened a short while after me beginning to take drugs and um, going out and, you know, to raves all night and staying up all weekend and not sleeping much. I was obviously pushing my body to the extreme and eventually my body had just kind of like had enough and it kind of triggered into this into this state. Now, even though when it happened to me on a holiday and particularly, you know, a place where you normally feel okay and feel the sun and the sand and the sea to make you feel good. In this case, it wasn't for me. So, but it really um it really knocked me i remember feeling like crappy and lousy like why has it happened to me i just want to be fit and healthy i want to be able to go out and enjoy my life more i want to be able to express myself more and you know all the things that you want to do instead it just like not my confidence uh, in a big way one thing was sure is that i was becoming very aware of though is i had to begin to like look after myself more and think well okay what's you know i'm gonna have to live a healthier lifestyle here that's the one that definitely transpired for me throughout my 20s i really knocked on um stopped taking drugs um and pushing my body to, to the limit and that and, and in a way you know in hindsight you can look back on stuff at the time you just want to be healthy don't you you just want to be i want to be a fit and healthy 19 20 21 year old who can be going out and enjoying themselves with girlfriends and friends and enjoying life but I, I didn't really feel that was the case for me because the way i was feeling i was just feeling like i was just knocked for six and it, for quite a few years i was really ang- i was kind of angry i was angry with myself for like taking the drugs i felt like oh it's because of the drugs i've done something here to knock out my system or I've caused myself some infections or immune immune conditions and i'd rather really like affected myself and I, what i didn't really feel like i was getting anywhere with the the medical industry going to see my doctor it was either you know, in my 20s, the way I was feeling is either here's some antidepressants or here's some beta blockers or here's some... They give me these kinds of say, you've got IBS and you've got these things. But without... It never felt like I was really getting to the bottom of any of it. It felt like it was just, here you go. Here's something to make you feel better um, for a little bit. And that's what them things did. And that's what I needed at the time. I, I think of it that way. But now as you kind of become a little bit more aware and conscious and you're on a certain path you feel like you're ready to maybe feel more empowered and take some real action in our lives towards our health because I felt like um I wasn't ready for it back then but anyway one thing I did find out about what did help was the idea of detoxing it felt like that's what it was like as if I was getting a I was getting a build-up of toxins in my body and my body wasn't able to kick it out whether that's through the drinking drugs or from however you know so around about this time, I started to do some, whatever level of research I could do back then, I think the internet was pretty in its early days, but, you know, typing stuff and I started to look down maybe the alternative route away and thinking because it didn't feel to me like being given prescription drugs or that was really getting to help me at all. So I started to do some research, alternative medicines and how people have kind of healed themselves through, you know, diet and different approach to that. And I came across the idea of detoxing. Now, that kind of resonated with me because I felt like it by living a cleaner life or cutting out stuff, that was the way towards better health. And that's what I was seeking more than anything. I was seeking to feel good again, to to get myself into a place for optimal health. So I went to Boots and got this kit, this kit, this five-day kit, and you drank this liquid or you put it into this drink and you drank it for five days throughout the day and you cut out certain foods. And I felt better. I really did. I remember feeling... Um, a lot better by doing it whether it's the placebo effect or maybe it was maybe it wasn't although I would say that for me I've known from my own experience that by doing detoxes which I've done quite a bit and I'll delve into them a little bit more that I could um, begin to like alleviate the symptoms of what I was feeling I could um, really die down it might have not it didn't get them to go away but it helped me to sort of manage the way I was feeling so by taking it, I didn't feel by doing the detox, I didn't feel as bloated. My joints weren't hurting as much. I began to feel that detoxing was going to be kind of like the pathway for me to to get, get a better understanding of of my you know of my condition of the way I was feeling, to alleviate the symptoms. So I remember in my late twenties, I came across a naturopath. Her name's Gainer. Uh, Gaina Jackson it was and she's been a major help for me I worked with her for about four or five years and I think what really helped me because like I said i had done some research I'd researched into like alternative health and stuff and and I was seeing all these people who were like in the 50s and 60s and 70s you look like in fantastic health and I'm like well you know if anything they're a great example for me I'm gonna I'm going to listen, more likely listen to them than say someone from Western medicine who doesn't look particularly in great health but is telling me how to live my life and that taking this pill is going to make me feel better. Instead, I I didn't really believe that because I wasn't really seeing the results. But I was seeing other people who were curing themselves of chronic conditions from changing the diet to detoxing to to living a cleaner life and but they were having so much fun doing it as well and and really getting the the zest for life back and i'm like yes i want that i want to i want that zest for life back i want to feel um really alive again or, or maybe i've never really felt alive and it was just a pathway to me potentially to really understand the potential the human potential for growth for vitality and to live a phenomenal life and these people were doing it and I came across one myself and her name was Gaynor Jackson she's a natural path she was based just outside of Manchester and she was all about uh, detoxing and she actually was a raw vegan as well she was in her 60s and she was in phenomenal health she looked great you know she looked she looked 20 years younger so as I'm in front of her and I'm listening to her I was an impressionable person back then and I'm like, well, I'm going to listen to what she's got to say. I feel like I'm here at the right time for the right reason and I'm going to kind of follow her approach and she would give me some programs to follow. She'd tell me about what foods to cut out on my diet and she was also big on detoxing, like doing juice cleanses and eating raw food and also doing doing colonic irrigations. That was one of her specialist practices and I began going down this sort of path of her to see, well, you know, I, I felt like, it was definitely something in my system. And if I could just sort of like help to cleanse my body and draw it out, then I could be in a lot stronger place. So I still remember having my first colonic irrigation. Um, You're not going to really forget that one, are you? And I remember being pretty nervous before it. You know, the thought of some woman sticking a tube up me was not exactly my most ideal way to to part of a 50 pound. But, you know, I held strong and I, I knew inside me that I was excited about it. And I knew that it was gonna, you know, it was gonna help, it really did. And I remember I felt afterwards, like I felt incredible, I felt really cleared out. You know what they say, like sometimes if you've, um, depending on the way you've eaten, because one of my symptoms that led to, to me wanting to do colonics was I'd get constipation pretty bad and I'd maybe not go to the toilet for three, four, five days. And that was really tough to sort of feel like that. So working with Gainer. To, to help me with this, I remember having about two or three colonics in about a week, and that's what they recommend. If you've not done it before, go and have that. Now, here you go. Anyone listening to this, I'm not saying if you're constipated you should go and have a colonic. I'm saying what worked for me. Do your own research. Some people are pro them. Some people are against them. For me at the time, it it helped me. It really helped me. I felt so much lighter. I felt like I was so much more vital. I just felt like I'd really got rid of a load of toxins because you can say you can even store maybe even like 10 pounds of old waste in inside you. Now, 10 pounds, that's huge. So, because I wasn't going the toilet that often and, you know, sorry guys, if this is kind of putting you off, this isn't what you want to be listening today to, but anyway, I'm here to share the things that have gone on for me and the solutions or the things that have helped me to, to overcome some of this stuff. But it did and it pulled a lot of toxins out and I felt lighter, I felt just like, oh, I remember feeling great, I'd wake up in the morning and I was like, wow, I feel like I could like bounce out of bed a little bit. And it was around this time, working with Gaynor, she, you know, she suggested getting some food allergy tests to find out if I was having a reaction to, to any foods and it's shown up for me that I was, um, I had an intolerance to milk and yeast. Now, the yeast one certainly made sense because I was thinking about you know, I, if I drink alcohol, that would potentially, like, flare it up because the amount of yeast in that and that could be affecting my gut. So I continued working with Gainer for about four years and she was, she was a massive help for me and I count it was one of the biggest influences. I mean, I think whenever we ask for for help or guidance and we really sort of like do our own research for stuff and and go seeking for things there can always be answers and the answers can show up in different forms in this case for me at my time where I was was back then that's what I needed and that's what was helping me another another thing that I was doing back then as well because like I said I was really interested in detoxing because I wanted to, to cleanse my body I felt like I had a lot to clear out and I remember really getting into saunas. Well, to be honest, I'd always been into them a bit anyway. I remember I must have started taking saunas when when I was, about 18? And I remember there was an older lady in the sauna with me. It was just me and her. And we got chatting. And I was a pretty shy kid, so I don't really know why we um, even started chatting. But anyway, um, she started to, like, tell me the secrets of why she looked younger. And she put it down to doing saunas. She put a certain, like, oil onto her skin to sort of, like, help draw out toxins and stuff. And I remember, you know, you have certain encounters in your life that sort of stick with you. Well, that was that was definitely one of them for me. It was this older lady who was who looked great again, like Gainer? Those times stick with you. These it, kind of like, yeah, thanks, thanks for that, thanks for that little um, that you know wisdom bomb really at that time, and it kind of stayed with me. So t- to this day, I still have maybe two saunas a week you know, go in and I've really built up my tolerance. So, you know, I'm going for like 20, 30 minutes on a pretty, pretty hot heat now. And I feel great after it. Once you've had a sauna, I t- what I tend to tie it in with just doing some exercise before it. I'll go for a run and then I'll go, I'll go off to the sauna and I feel just like, you feel, you feel brand new. That's how I can associate it with you. You feel brand new after it. A bit like when I do colonics, I just feel like I was cleansed. I was clear. I was kind of like room to go. So anyway, John. You know about this time, the natural path. gainer, she was uh, raw vegan, so she'd been that way for ages. And but I was sort of like eating the standard Western diet, which you know would be, you know, meat, fish, vegetables. But I'd eat a lot of processed food as well. At you know McDonald's, Burger King, Pizza Hut. But that's just the kind of the way it, it was. Everyone else was doing it around me, so I kind of did that. But I was seeing her, and she was in her sixties, and she was raw vegan. And she was living really well. It kind of made me step up and think. So so when I was 33, I decided to, to go vegetarian. And I'd been meditating for about a year. And I thought I was just be, I was watching a lot of documentaries like, you know, um, Forks Over Knives and Food ink And Cowspiracy and, and a few other things. And I kind of, I don't know, at that time, because I was reading them things, I was working with Gainer, it didn't really sit with me that I wanted to eat meat. Didn't feel right for me, especially seeing how this raw vegan was living so well into her 60s. I figured, you know, she was onto something and I wanted, I wanted to get in her in a secret. So as well as like cutting out meat and fish at the time, I really got into juicing. This was another kind of element for me in terms of my detoxing. I found it to be a great way to not only nourish my body, but it would also relieve some of the symptoms that I was feeling. By me, it's sort of like swapping out maybe a heavy meal in the morning instead of drinking like a large juice, which would be packed full of nutrients and, and vegetables and fruits. It kind of felt at the time like it was a good way to set me up not only that, I started to get smoothies, I started to change up the equipment that we had in our kitchen. I went from, you know, just having the toaster out to actually buying a juicer, to buying a, a, a blender. It's actually funny, really, I remember buying the blender. Um, we went to some, like, it was like show, design show, I think it was, or grand design show, it was, in Birmingham. And all around the side, they have all the different demonstrations. You had this guy who was giving these demonstrations about these these Vitamix blenders. And all the amazing things you could do with them, and he showed us how you could make these smoothies. You could make all these different sort of um, um, like yogurts and hummuses. But then also you could make your own soup with it. If you put it on for long enough, it actually heated up the soup. But because I was really fascinated about raw food and the benefits that Gainer was shown with it, I was like, wow! I can kind of like I can get so much more raw food from these smoothies, from these soups. And after the de- demonstration, the guy, had um, shared with everyone, he shared how much it cost. And it was something like 500 pounds. And at that point, just everyone else cleared. But something inside me was just like this light bulb was going off saying, go get it. So I just went straight over and I was like, I'll have one of them, please. Now it might seem like that's a quite an excessive, um, excessive ad- addition to the kitchen in some ways. Yet this was seven or eight years ago and it's still going strong and I still use it um, potentially every day you know so yeah it was quite an investment but when you work it out over that time it turns out being like pence and what else can you spend money on 500 pound on that you can just flit away you know i I think of it as being one of the best investments that i've made that along with medusa we've also got like a magi mix which makes stuff and I've, i've bought other contraptions over time this for me was all like exciting stuff. I'm like, wow, these, this can be the path to to sort of like having greater health. And I felt like I was really onto something. So I began researching a lot more about like raw vegans. And I came across plenty of them online. But I was going down that path anyway. So I was aiming to eat like 50% raw each day. Starting off with juices, smoothies in the day, salads, you know, eating fruits and stuff like that. And I was pretty much on it for for a period of time where... I was eating this way of being i was gone vegetarian so i cut out meat and fish and and then i started to go even further like with the juice cleansers i started to do maybe not do full day juice cleanses. then i'd build that up to doing like every month for two or three day one and then my longest one was actually seven days while i was on a retreat in austria and then as this was sort of going this was a period of time this must have been like you know 35 36 i then went from being veggie to being vegan uh, it must have been around about 2015 a transition to being like fully vegan again you know all these people online were like promoting it and there was new documentaries out at that time like Earthlings and, and other ones that just it, it was making, painting the picture to me like this is the way to go, this is the way this is the right way for everyone, now Little did I know that wasn't that isn't the case and it's not true especially not true for me now but back then it was where I was at with my life and it was what I needed and it was helping me to sort of as it was a good cleanse it was definitely a great phase of my life as being like a really good cleanse for me to to be veggie and then to be vegan and to be doing all this juicing and these fasting and and one thing with the juicing, I remember going on this retreat in Austria and we did, we did like nine days of yoga, we did seven days of juicing, we were having massages, we were having colonics, we, were, we even did this pretty intense liver flush towards the end of it. It was pretty full on, but I remember feeling like, wow, I felt phenomenal. So going right the way back to when I was in my early 20s and doing that first little juice cleanse, that first little cleanse from that little kit from Boots had led me 15 years later or so, to be going and going to nice places around the world, Bali, Hawaii, and Austria, like doing on the, going on these retreats and, and these healthy living retreats. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And, and this is where it comes to the point where you can be grateful for your challenges in your life. You can look back and go, well, you know what? If I didn't kind of get unwell for that period of time, if it wasn't like that, it wouldn't have propelled me into this direction. And I was suddenly getting all this information. And I was like, wow, this is so empowering. I'm taking like the future of my health is, is in my hands. I don't have to feel like I am sort of like a victim or um, there's nothing I can do about it and I just have to live with it and it's just a chronic condition for life. It was like, no, I can overcome this and I can begin to feel better. And it's nothing more empowering for that for me than to be feeling like I'm the one in control here. I'm the one who can really transform my health and well being sure we're going to be guided and supported like say you know gainer was helping me and all these other people online but i was taking a real interest in it and really absorbing so much information in podcasts and books and youtube people youtubers who were really kind of smashing it from the health scene and i just got really excited about it i was like wow this is going to make me feel better and i really did i really had spells of feeling a lot better and You know I went like I say I was veggie then vegan um, because I know at the moment veganism is a really big movement and um, it's really getting pushed particularly there's some new documentaries out now I think it's it's called Game Changers documentary which is all over everywhere and um, well anyway I found after a while of being vegan that it wasn't suiting me I was um, I was beginning to get even more gut issues, um, From you know, instead of it being like constipation, it turned to the other way, diarrhea, terrible gas, I was beginning to like kind of like develop like rashes on my legs, I was getting infections in my toes, and I was like, and the frustrating thing was, I'm like, well, I'm doing all this stuff, I'm vegan, and I'm following what all these other people are doing, and doing cleansing, yet something wasn't quite working for me, I was like, whether it was like I was stripping all the goodness out as well doing the detox and I don't know but I do believe that living like a high-carb vegan diet in fact it wasn't doing me good um it was actually making in some ways my health going down further and it wasn't until I began to work with a different lady a herbalist called Kitty Campion who was based down in in um in Oxford and she'd worked you know worked in the health field for like 34 years and she was a real big uh proponent of um the vegan lifestyle and she'd even you know was it for 20 years herself and then she started to sort of delve further into the data and the research and and seeing that actually it's veganism is an experiment it really is an experiment and we just have to be careful with it and I just got into my head that this is the way we should all eat it's better for the planet it's better for the animals it's better for our health but it was turning out that it wasn't better for my health and, but the thing is when I was vegan I was doing my best to convince every Tom, Dick and Harry that this this was the ticket to good health and um, I've come to sort of I wouldn't necessarily regret that but I like anything you, you become quite ideological can't it and that's the issue and that's some of the stuff that I don't like about veganism now or even if it's a particularly other way of eating it becomes like us against them this is the way it should be and it and that's where it sort of stems from the ego hey eh? because we wanna, we wanna feel like what we're doing is right and it's right for us. When in fact, you know, there's there's other ways of doing it, and that's what I've come to learn more than anything. That there's no one size fits all. Some people can thrive being vegan. Others can't. Some people need to be more of a, an omnivore diet and eating meat and fish, and then others, you know, I'm seeing how certain people can 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 thrive as being carnivores, which is like you know to the to the other extreme. So. That's why I think we have to be careful of information and even documentaries as well, because I really got sort of like, I'd say brainwashed in as well by Cowspiracy, Earthlings, Forks Over Knives. And now there's the new one, The Game Changers, which again, and and what you realise, when you start to buy into that belief a little bit, you're just, you kind of just like, you don't have a critical eye as much and you just go along with it because it's what you want. You want your beliefs to be um, confirmed. And that can be the case with these documentaries, they do become quite biased towards it and the data that they show can be a bit swayed. And actually when you follow the money tree a little bit on stuff like for instance the people who were behind game changers, a lot of them have all like set up these um in the vegan industry, developing products and stuff like that. So they've got a vested interest in people going more vegan. And I just there's certain things I'm questioning it and and anyway so I'd just say, you know, whatever you take from it, do some more of your own research. Don't get me wrong, one hundred percent. I think we should be eating, meat, eating more fruits and vegetables, but eating the right sources of them, you know. But what I was finding, I'd been on this health kick and this journey for me for, for so long, and I remember getting to about thirty-seven, and all of a sudden I felt like I was like I'm, I'm vegan now. I'm like, why is my health kind of like gone back down a bit? And and it just what it, it wasn't paying off. And and what I found a little bit from people going through like the vegan whole food diet is that you can get initially you can get a bounce at the beginning and it can last a while and um, but what I found is I ended up doing some more tests and that's what I'd probably say if I was to go back and I was to do it again I would have taken I would have got some blood tests done before I went vegan and I would have been checking on it maybe six months in 12 months in. instead I was just watching these documentaries and I was just believing that this is the way to go and I should eat this and I'll I'll get everything I need from fruits and vegetables But it wasn't the case for me. I ended up doing some blood work and it showed that I was deficient in B12 and some other vital minerals. So there in front of me, I was doing everything. I thought I was doing everything, you know, I was juicing, I was taking smoothies and salads and all, all this sort of stuff. Yet it was showing that it wasn't enough for me. And I then began coming across people who had been vegan and then had transitioned back to eating meat and fish and how it was then beginning to help them rebalance certain minerals and vitamins in the body and begin to help them overcome certain conditions. Some, and in some ways, being, being, following a vegan lifestyle was potentially triggering some other conditions. Now this isn't the case for everyone. I know people who can be thriving on it and some people are doing it phenomenal. So I'm not here to say it doesn't work. I'm just saying it doesn't work for everyone. It didn't work for me. You know, I found that now having like bone broth and collagen. And so when I was 37, um, I decided that I would reintroduce meat and fish into my diet. Now, it wasn't easy. I remember being so kind of like wrapped up in it, wrapped up in in the identity of being vegan. It kind of become part of me and who I was and what I was, you know, I think and in a way it's really beneficial at times for us to break down them ways of being, what we attach ourselves to, what our identity is. So we end up having meat and fish again. I remember having fish again for the first time. But, but one thing, you know what, I would say, you know, the animals, that the way they are raised and stuff, we have to start treating them better. You know, I am 100% against factory farming. I do not think, you know, these are sentient beings. And if we're going to be consuming them, then I want to do it in the best possible way. So from being vegan and from other researchers, I'm like, okay, but before when I was young and I just eat meat and fish, I wasn't really bothered, you know, I'd go to McDonald's or go wherever and the quality of it would be, you know, it's going to be pretty low, really. The animals are not going to be treated well. That's just a money-making machine, them, them outfits. So I was like, well, I'm going to do some more research and think, well, where can I get it from? Who, where can I get it locally? Where can I get it so it's wild, it's free range, it's organic, so that's one of the great things about when I was vegan is that I would now, I'd really now begin to do my own research because it was, and it was tough. It was tough getting meat and fish again. And I remember having fish again, we had some salmon and I remember cooking it, but I remember being really grateful for it. I'm like, you know what? I'm really grateful for this. I remember having the first mouthful and literally in my body, as I had it my body was singing to me it was literally singing to me like thank god you've had some of this I could still remember the taste and how, and how good it was and literally my, my body was kind of like it felt like it was like charged and like vibrating a little bit which sounds a bit crazy but I was just getting that feeling inside that you know I need to start having this again in my diet something something was missing from me at the time and so it wasn't easy because I remember like having doubts about it, but I was seeing the benefits of it. And what happened to me a few months after I started to eat meat and fish again, like I had some, you know, some, one of the, the symptoms that started to like come on quite heavily when I was being vegan was like, I'd have these rashes on me, I'd get fungal infections um, on my nails. And I remember losing, I lost both my toenails playing tennis one time, but they never grew back. And then I developed infection with them. Well, soon after, a very short while after I started to eat meat and fish again, one of the nails grow back. So this was kind of a sign for me that there was obviously something lacking in my diet. And, and what I've come to realise as well is the way that we farm our lands now in agriculture, the way we have degraded our soil, the fruits and vegetables that we're eating today have got 50% less nutrients in than, them, than what they had, say, 50 years ago because we've degraded the health and the soil so much. So that was probably paying, playing a part. And even though I was doing my best to eat organic, even that, you know, you can eat organic, which hasn't mean, doesn't mean there's no pesticides, herbicides and stuff, but if the soil's not in a great shape. And that's where the real, real nutrients come from is by having good soil then it's not going to transfer well into the, into the vegetables. It may look like the same, you know, organic might look the same as non-organic when you're looking at it, but actually when you get into it or you really want to like repair ho- soil health, then, so anyway, it's around about this time that I was doing more investigation into my health. I was like, I was feeling, I was definitely feeling a lot of benefits over time. But it wasn't a straight arrow. It wasn't like it was just a continuous thing. I was like, I was going through spells of feeling a lot better. And then it would just crash again. And I felt like I was in that phase of crashing again towards the end of like being a vegan. And and then moving back to eating, eating fish. And as I was doing these investigations with this new... um this herbalist kitty, she was showing me how I'd had candida overgrowth, which is an issue in the gut, bacterial issue. And and what can really feed that is sugar. So what I was finding, what it seems to be as well, I was basically a vegan sugar junkie. I was eating a very high carb vegan diet and thinking like oh this is just the way to live this is the way this is what's right for me but in fact the high sugar content was particularly damaging to my health that's why you can probably end up like having fungal infections and you can have gut issues and diarrhea and gas and all them things and bloating because of the sugar and that's what it seemed to be the case for me so I ended up following this anti-candida diet I tried it for like 30 to 60 days beginning really drastically reducing the amount of sugars that I'd be having in my diet so all refined sugar was gone. You know that stuff is poison. Um, and also, I cut out a lot of starchy vegetables as well, like potatoes. And and anyone who knew me back then knew that I loved chips. You know, I'd always, um, uh, I'd always want to. Like, I was like, I was vegan, but it's okay, I can have chips and stuff like that. But I so had to say goodbye to it. And also, anything. Um, and also, something else that I was saying goodbye to was anything containing gluten. So I was beginning to sort of. Get this extra knowledge in me about the about the effects of sugar that can have on me, the sh- the effect on gluten can have on my health. So I did this for a good month, and I noticed benefits from it. Now I'd noticed benefits from a lot of stuff in the past. So you've got to be careful whether it is a placebo effect, whether it is you're getting a bit of a bounce of it. It's whether it continues to last. But one thing I've definitely noticed to last for me is by me reducing my sugar intake, a lot of the experience symptoms that I can feel can kind of fade away. Started to realise, you know, eating meat and fish again was I was seeing a benefit from him. Cutting out some gluten and grains and reducing my sugar content was helping to to balance out my gut bacteria again. And but what I'd become aware of, and there's the thing though, even though like I would be all in on detoxes and cleansing and stuff, and I'd see how it was a benefit to reduce my symptoms, what became apparent to me is that I was not getting to the root cause. These things were helping me to alleviate symptoms. All the stuff in the end, that's what I've become to realize that all all the things, the colonics, the, the juice and stuff, even though they can be great for maintenance of health, they weren't getting actually to the root cause of stuff. So I began to delve a little bit deeper into all this. And I was still experiencing the, you know, the symptoms were still the underlying ones, the bloating, the digestive issues, I was having poor sleep, tension, headaches, fatigue, brain fog, you know, tinnitus, lower back pain, rashes, and, you know, infections. And, and these kind of things were still sort of staying there. So I was like, you know what? Where to next? Anyone who's listened to my previous episode with Dr. Sarah Davies, who's a functional medicine practitioner, um, well, that's where I ended up going. I ended up seeing her about a year and a half ago. And that's the great thing about functional medicine. Those who've listened to it, it helps to get to the root cause of stuff. But because I've become so frustrated initially in my early 20s of the nhs and how i felt i was getting treated i didn't want to um i kind of like discarded that and i pendulumed right the other way to alternative medicine and even though i was seeing benefits and i think there's great stuff and information in there there really is um what i really resonated with me as i was kind of like thinking well okay if i if i really want to get to do cause stuff i'm gonna have to have something which is really going to delve into the science of it And working with Dr. Serra has really helped me to do that. Even though I'd done some tests in the past, like some blood tests and found out a few things about vitamins, nutrients, deficiencies and stuff like that. Working with Serra, I felt like I'd be able to get to a much deeper level of stuff. Around this time, I think it was around 2017, my wife had found out she had an autoimmune condition. And she kind of left no stone unturned in finding the right diet and supplements to support her, to feel her better. And she began working with a functional medicine doctor called Dr Chatterjee. Like Some of you might know him from the show on BBC called Doctor in the House, where he basically goes and lives with patients and he helps them to transform their health. Well, back then, Ruth got the answers that she was looking for. And this made me sit up and take notice. It also started to, you know, in a way, rebuild my trust with doctors again in general, even though Dr Chatterjee was an NHS doctor. He was helping his patients basically through lifestyle changes. And this was something that was completely alien to me because I hadn't not in all my time of younger had any doctor really said given me any advice on diet or nutrition or anything. It was kind of very much like here's a symptom and here's we're going to treat it. So this is when I decided to find a doctor I could work with, and this is where I came across Dr. Server. Um, who you know, she's on a previous episode in 32, episode 32, she wanna delve into this. And this gave me, and this what this gave me was someone with the understanding of how the body works in medicine, but also someone who delves deeper to find the root causes of the issues. So at the end of 2018, I began to work with Survey, So I started to do a bunch of lab tests to start off with. That can be a bit of the process. While you just go along, like we go to our normal doctors, we've got 10, 15 minutes with them. And we say what's wrong with her and they just give her something. She she builds up this whole big picture this snapshot of your health so i end up doing a heavy metal test which was a her analysis i did some blood work to check my thyroid and how my antibody levels were i also did this urine test which is like a comprehensive uh, metabolic snapshot of my overall health so with these tests i could have a better understanding what was really going on and get like you know and put the right course of action in place so what the, what did the test show up this was um you know it's it's also, often when we go for tests, you can either be put up doing tests because you're scared of the results. But because I kind of faced up to some of my own stuff in the past, like the lump I had and other issues and being like, you know what, it's better to know, isn't it? I'd rather know if what's wrong with me so I can treat it rather than just be guessing game, you know, or just save myself a lot of pain and struggle and stuff. So what did the tests show up? Well, the urine test confirmed that I'd had like a yeast and bacteria issues that needed resolving. The hair analysis was showing up that I had a certain level of mercury toxicity in my body. And then the thyroid test highlighted that I had an autoimmune condition called Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, which is a condition where your immune system begins to attack your thyroid gland. So with all this information, I was beginning to sort of fill in the blanks for me and helping me get like a greater understanding of what was going on in my body. You know, having all this information in hand and being able to work with someone like Sarah felt like I could sort of be supported and and like guided along the way towards optimum health. But I'll quickly take you through some of the steps that I've done while I've been with Sarah. You know, she, she identified what supplements I should start taking. Alongside this, I was gonna follow a strict autoimmune protocol diet, which basically meant cut out all grains, dairy, eggs, nuts, and nightshade vegetables. It's tricky at first to get my head around. But I got myself a really good cookbook, which was actually one of Ruth's. And I began to sort of make hay in the kitchen with all these new creations. And I've got to say, this is one of the most rewarding parts of the process. You know, being able to learn to cook, really learn to cook. You know, I've loved every minute of it. And it feels really empowering to be able to cook healthy food for me and for, you know, people around me. It's, it feels good to to break bread with people and to, to, to do it, like to make whole, healthy alternatives of certain things. So... So I followed this strict autoimmune protocol for 30 days. And then after that, your aim is to reintroduce food, food one at a time to see how the body reacts. So following the 30 days, you know, I believe, it does, and it does take commitment. It takes commitment to cut those certain things out of your diet because you a lot of them things are your comfort foods or you're that used to them. So you're kind of retraining your brain. But when you start to see the benefits of it, then it can be great and what, what I've come to realise by doing these, these these changes in my diet is that for me 100% is that grains are not great for me so cutting out all grains has been really beneficial to my diet I've noticed that certain symptoms that I've experienced have pretty much gone all together. and I'd say mainly from that it would be the grain but it would also be like the sugar content in there as well so I've been slowly refining my diet over the past sort of 15-18 months eating more like a low carb paleo diet um, and that what appears to be suiting me right now. And here's the thing: is you know, I spent four years as a vegetarian, then vegan, and then recently I've gone going back to eating meat and fish, but refining it further to cutting out grains and 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 other elements of it and and stuff. And but that isn't to say who knows what what it might evolve to in the future. So I don't want to sit here and say you know what, paleo diet is perfect and that's what I'll always be. And, you know, I think it's important never never to say never because you just don't know what might change or where you might be in your life who knows at some point in the future maybe a vegan diet might suit me again because of the knowledge and the wisdom that I have now and I won't be like you know it won't be a high carb one but I know for me where I'm at now is that eating meat and fish again is helping me particularly what I'm finding is you having say bone broth and also like collagen powder can be really good for all your joints. And I've found that for me, particularly from, from exercising, to help to repair like the tissues and the ligaments around our joints. Like collagen's amazing for that. Bone broth, again, can really help to replenish like really high nutrients. And interesting that like, the second most nutrient-dense food in the world is beef liver. Now, as I said before about vegetables, not um you know having less uh, nutrients in them than they used to you know it makes sense for me to be having more you know to be having more organ meats to be eating like kidneys to be eating liver and, and to be getting the nutrient r- nutrients that way and you can hide it in your food and find the night you can make burgers and you can sort of like grate in loads of um beef liver and you don't really notice the difference and you're just getting that really getting really packed full Real goodness. remember mum feeding me liver when I was a kid and I blood used to hate it. You know, like liver and onions or liver and whatever. And I almost felt like I was getting force fed it. But little did I know how good it is actually for your health. So what, I was fi- what I've been finding now anyway, like I kind of re- real flipped from being vegan now to eating meat and fish, but I did a lot of research and I kind of feel like what's been suiting me now and, and where the data's telling me and, and, the, and where I'm being guided is that following a more like ancestral way of eating it seems to be very beneficial for my health and well-being you know we've evolved over thousands and thousands and thousands of years it's only in the past few hundred years that we've eaten a certain way which is high processed food refined sugars and oils it's playing havoc in our system and we're not really eating in an alignment with with nature and you know with seasons you know we kind of like you know, eat whatever we want and it may seem like it's great and we might get might be comfort food, but. I think it's pretty fair to say that the Western way of eating is disastrous, and this isn't to say that we shouldn't treat ourselves to a peach now and again, or we shouldn't have this and we shouldn't have that. But if you if we're doing that a lot of the time, and for me personally, I feel rubbish if I'm doing that, and I will I will actually be a little bit i will relaxed a little bit more now. In certain times, I'll go and eat uh, you know Chinese, or I'll go and have this occasionally. But when I'm at home and what I'll be doing 90% of the time is I'll basically, at the moment, I'll be following this sort of primal way of eating, this paleo sort of even keto style of diet, which is, you know, eating low carb. And that's what I'm finding is helping me. It's particularly helping to heal my gut because I'm not getting so many sugars in there. I don't have the food cravings, the sugar cravings as much as I do, which is really good to not feel like you're constantly hungry. You're constantly wanting to snack all the time. That's what I find when I was vegan. I would I'd be snacking all day, every day, because I just I was basically just consuming carbs all the time, and you know you burn through it pretty quickly, and you just want more of it. But fortunately for me and you, you know, there's so much information now online. I think the more of us that can be talking about this, can be sharing about the stuff, we can begin to get back to our roots and we can tap back into that way of being. Eating more nutrient-dense food, you know, saying no to large-scale agriculture and going eating more local and supporting farmers markets. And you know, the answers are out there and it's exciting out there as well because there's so many people who are like pushing for this and coming together. So before I finish off, I just wanted to share a few things that I've found that have really kind of been like help me, and I think they can generally help a lot of people. So one is organic. You know, it's to possibly eat organic where possible. I know it's more expensive, and some of you may have tighter budgets. But if you can divert a few extra pounds towards that, then not only you're taking steps towards a healthier living, but you're also supporting organic practices and you're casting a vote basically towards better farming you know i see it as an investment in my future and it also tastes better as well in my opinion and on the price point there are places i say like aldi that you know do have small ranges of organic food that you can go in and nip and get stuff say like you know eggs and broccoli and carrots and onions and potatoes and i found the absolute cheapest coconut oil in there must be like one pound fifty a jar other places you're looking at like five six seven pound so it is possible and you know i would prefer to be able to go and you know buy all my food from somewhere like unicorn groceries the people who i had on my podcast episode 16 and be able to always have my meat from the local farm shop but sometimes it's just not possible you want to be a bit more convenient but i do believe if we shop around and we eat and we make the right food then we can still bring our shopping bill down but we can eat organic and eat really good food you know and i personally i'd rather spend less on other things in my life to eat well at home like for instance the price what's it cost to go out and have a meal what you're looking at for two courses three courses 15 20 25 pound that's what you can spend like that can cover for me three two or three days worth of food at home like and that's like two or three organic meals each day during that time you know okay also intermittent fasting is something i want to share i've been following this now this for a while now and it's basically it's an eating pattern that cycles between periods of fasting and eating. It ties back to the ancestral way of eating that I was talking about. Um, You know, we haven't evolved to eat three or even four meals a day, morning, noon, and night. For millennium, as hunter-gatherers would sometime go, days without eating food, you know, for periods of time. You know, as there wasn't supermarkets on every corner and this abundance of stuff. It might feel like we've got an abundance of everything, but what is that abundance? Is that abundance nourishing? Is that abundance, like, beneficial for us? Um, but anyway, on it, admitting some fasting, you know, there is... There's something in giving the body a rest by fasting. Many studies show that it can have powerful effects on our body and our brains, and it may help us to live longer. A you know, popular method is the 16-8 approach, which involves skipping breakfast and restricting your daily eating to a period of eight hours, such as, say, you know, from 12 to 8 o'clock or from 10 to 6 o'clock. Then you're basically fasting for 16 hours in between. I probably do something more like a 14 10 approach where I'm fasting for 14 hours a day, eating normally around 11 a.m., and then kind of finishing around 8 9 a.m. at 9 p.m. at night. You know, and when you fast. Your human growth hormone levels go up and insulin levels go down, so your body's cells also change the expression of genes, initiate important cellular repair processes. So, and it's also a very effective way to lose weight and to sort of get rid of belly fat from people, so it's becoming very popular intermittent fasting. I'm going to touch on exercise. Obviously, you know, everyone says you should do exercise. But what I've found that helps me is to build exercise into your daily routines. Because let's be honest, if you've been working at the end of the day, it's not as easy as not... I don't think you're going to maintain it as much. You might do in January and February because you're going to hit the gym hard. But unless you're really committed, are you going to feel like going to the gym after work for 60 minutes and all that? You know, you might do, but are you, you know? But I think, for instance, we can make... Bring, there's there's some simple strength exercises. There's some simple ways that we can do to introduce into our day. So, for instance, if you're in the kitchen and preferring some food, you could do some little strength exercises. I know Dr. Chatterjee, who I mentioned before has a good little set of five things that you you can do you know like push-ups and and a few different things and squats that you could do in the kitchen um or if you have a skipping rope on hand that's something that we've got in the kitchen just have it on the side kind of keep it on show because you know if it's out of sight it's out of mind if you have it there and then maybe while the broccoli's boiling you could do a you know a, a hundred skips or more we also have a mini trampoline which is more commonly known as a rebounder And this can be a great tool to get a few minutes of exercising, even while, you know, the kettle is boiling. Between them things, how can you, in your day, introduce two minutes, three minutes of exercise that can end up building up to, say, 15, 20, 30 minutes a day? Now, clean water. Now, this is, I think, something that maybe we're not all aware of. But once I became aware of it, um, I really became thinking, Well, what can I do about this? And this solution is simple. Our tap water and shower water, you know, can be known to have all, all sorts of nasties in it. I won't go into detail about what they are, but if you want, do some of your own research and see that some of the chemicals that can be found in there. So what we've done it to sort of combat tap water, we fitted a reverse osmosis water system in our kitchen. So they, all our drinking water now, all our water that we sort of like use to cook food with, we use this reverse osmosis kit and this removes all the toxins, meaning that we've got this really great clean filtered water for me becoming aware that i've got some um mercury toxicity in my body or heavy metals like i don't want to be putting more of it in you know i want to make sure that as i'm cleaning my them out and, and coming healthier that i'm able to um continue to put good stuff in so the reverse osmosis has been like a brilliant and i never need to buy water again when i'm out We've got refillable water bottles on hand, so we can just fill up and then go out. So that's saving us money, but it's also saving like don't have to use a lot of plastic. And then something else we do with our water is we fitted filters to our shower heads, which helps to remove you know heavy metals, chlorine, bacteria, pesticides, uh, rust, and other bits, which makes a real difference. And I'll be honest. I really did feel a difference. I think often you can get a bit of a sulfur smell from showers, particularly if it's like, you know, you're having a hot one and you can almost feel a little bit, I was feeling like a little bit like dazed a bit sometimes after him, like just, and you think it was just the steam, but it isn't, it's actually the sulfur and some of the chemicals in there. So now I can have a hot shower without having any issues by having these filters on and the great thing with these things is once you get them set up all you have to do is think about maybe changing the filters once a year but you know now i'm getting clean i can drink clean water and i can clean myself in clean water and then that brings me on to clean air another simple thing that we can do in our home is to have more air purifiers the obvious one is to bring the outside indoors with fill our home with houseplants you know good health depends on more than just diet and exercise without a doubt our environment affects our health too and the right houseplant can actually make a big difference in our mood our stress levels improve our sleep quality and even our breathing a nice looking plant is great but a nice looking plant that um quietly works its magic in the background is even better for us you know so um there's plenty of um great research online that you can check out here for sort of like house plants but having them in there helps to purify the air and another winner is something that we've got in our bedroom is an air purifier and we just leave it on. You know, these these egg systems are great for absorbing bacteria and they can help for people who've got any allergies and stuff. So we have one, I like say, in our bedroom and we've got some plants in there. We've got plants through the rest of the home. And it's just creating that healthy environment. Clean water, clean air. Unfortunately, we let, our world is pretty toxic. Just look around, look at the car fumes, look at the way we're treating the world, look at the, the air quality. So if we can improve what we can in our own home, and in our space, then it's going to, you know, it's going to be a good one. And then this last one, I'm just going to drop in, um, which everyone can do. It's as easy and it's cheap and it costs nothing. It's called grounding. Um, and it's basically, it's free for us all. And um, in another world, it's called earthing. It's basically a therapeutic technique that involves doing activities that ground or electrically reconnect us to the earth you know some most recent scientific research has explored grounding um have real benefits on like reducing inflammation improving cardiovascular disease um helping with muscle damage chronic pain and mood so there's different types of actually grounding like walking barefoot if you have got a little bit of a garden space even in the cold you know you Get, take your shoes off go and ground for a little bit almost like helps to just like shake off the day a bit you can even lie on the ground this is something that i love to do as spring turns into it starts to get into springtime just to lie on the grass and just to just to feel the the beautiful green grass underneath me but also know that i'm reconnecting to the earth and i'm helping to sort of like decharge myself and also an amazing one is submersing yourself in water I think it's more powerful than any of the other ones because, you know, a water is conductive and it's just connecting you straight to the ground. It's so refreshing and incredible, but you're actually getting the real benefits of, of it. And then also you can use grounding equipment. I've actually got a grounding bed sheet and I've got a grounding mouse mask. You can actually use them. So you can basically be sleeping at night, but you can also be grounded um, and connected to the earth. So it's, you know, it's a great... But anyway, I could go on and on about these little tools and different techniques and I actually quite enjoyed sharing some of them at the end. And I could say loads even more, but I will leave I'm gonna leave it here today. And but what I've come to realise that, you know, wherever you are on your health journey, and it's something that I've been exploring for 20 years, you know, there's no magic bullet to fix it. I've just shared my journey and the things that I've I've done, but not one diet is right for anyone. Um, we all need to do our own self-inquiry and find out what's best for us. And that's what it is. It's it is a journey, it takes time, and You know, we might all want the answers right now, but sometimes that's part of the experience is to sort of go on that journey and the process is the point. And you know, the journey really is the destination. Um, but anyway, that's where I'm at now, and, you know, it's a fun it's a fun journey, and who knows where it's going to take me, And but I feel I'm in a place now to sort of, like, talk about it a little bit more, and share some of the wisdom that I have sort of absorbed, and the knowledge, and share it with others, just like those who have been sharing it with me, I feel this is my opportunity now to sort of share that again, and see if it can help other people, but... But I love learning about all this stuff, you know. I'm really excited, you know, about exploring the potential limits of what is humanly possible. Because I believe we're just scratching the surface of what is and you know we can make we can make this life far more enjoyable if we're feeling strong and feeling healthy. Well anyway, that's my me rambling on for quite some time. But anyway, I appreciate you listening to me. If you've enjoyed this, please share it with a friend. If you're listening to it, on youtube which is now what i'm putting them all out on you know subscribe to that channel so you'll you'll never miss an episode if you listen to it on apple podcasts please leave me a review it'll go a long way so anyway guys until next time have a good one